BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it any time or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. the problem. You got all the questions? Okay, listen to me and let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way, and it's a new day. It is roughly in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is... When you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Follow-ups like, I'm sorry, uh, what was your name again? I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Give me, give me just a second. No hurry. Running just a little late on something. There no, we're, we're right on time. It's fine. Right, Everything's fine. A second. Uh, good morning. Oh, and, uh, uh, no rush okay. at all. <laughs> good. Stretching yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just ah, that, where's uh, where's uh, Spanish? Oh, it's alphabetical. 
it's important not to rush into things too quickly. Oh, you want to yeah. ease into okay. it. Buenos dias, viejos y prostitutas. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm trying I'm trying to be hip and speak Spanish. Like Puteau and Cory Bucker. I think I said good morning, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure you did. I'm not sure. Live from Studio C, Senor, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty infotainment complex, or entormation, I guess, is the, or the official name. Uh, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show, live. Uh, the year of our Lord, uh, 2019, the 27th of June, Thursday, day after the climactic, the earth-shaking, the historic first democratic debate. What a pleasure it is to be with you this morning under the tutelage of general manager, candidate speaking Spanish. <laughs> it's more of a concept than a manager. Sometimes our general manager is a concept, John. Aren't we all guided by concepts, really? Mm-hmm. Concepts that we're born with, that we learn, that mm-hmm. we unlearn as we grow as people. <sighs> Let's introduce everyone on the squad to get the show started. And yeah, we'll bring you the key moments, the, the quotes, the controversial parts, the, uh, but, but we're not going to beat it to death. I mean, let's not, let's not spend three hours dissecting every play of a Little League game. It's of no consequence. The stuff last night was of some consequence, and there was some stuff worth talking about. What am I going to do with all these charts, then? <laughs> well, right. it's up to you, my friend. <laughs> Uh, let's introduce everyone on the squad as is our custom. There he is pushing the buttons, pulling the levers, operating the incredibly complex and bulky computerized control room. There he is, Michelangelo. Michael, how are you, sir? Hey, Joe. How are you? Um, I'm going... Hang on a second. Yeah? Hang on. Oh, yeah. This is... Uh, he's figuring out how to be hip and cool once again. Right. Estoy bien y dandy. I am fine and dandy. <laughs> dandy? That's the same? It's like, no, that's the same in English and Spanish? See, si. Are you fluent? Because <laughs> oh. you sound really... Uh, yes. It sounds perfect. <laughs> yes, I am. So, <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm looking at my budget, and I'm trying to figure out ways I can save some money, and so I thought, you know, maybe I could save on gas money. So I got up early, extra early this morning, and I drove really slowly. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm just wondering if I could do this on a daily basis and save some money this way, or is this... You know, people were passing me left and right. That was a problem. <laughs> that, is, that is not a strategy I could employ. I just don't have it in me. So I'm, I'm going to see how it goes, and maybe I can save, you know, $30, $40, $50 or something like that. But I'm just trying to find extra money, so I thought maybe if I slowed down and just used less gas, you know, I could save money that I, way. I feel like you might be accidentally causing the inverse to happen, where unless you're at a certain rate of speed, your your gas efficiency is actually horrible. Right by by your logic of slowing down to conserve gas, you should be using no gas when you're idling. But that's actually the worst. I'm sorry. Part. I'm sorry. Give me just a second here. Oh, uh, Joe fluent oi! once again. Oi, idiota! Conduce mas rápido. You're all just supposed to understand that. There's something about speed. I know that rápido is more, hey, more, idiot, more drive speed. faster. Okay. <laughs> Well, maybe this isn't a good idea. So, yeah, I'll just buy more generic know, I'm not, food. I'm not a scientist, but I do believe that there is a certain speed that you at least need to get up to to reach maximum fuel efficiency. Yeah, there's a sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael, the specter of death has entered the studio. Can you play the uh, door sound? Yeah. 
Put it like Mike Tyson in the late eighties. Yeah. Or the I have brought my fever to the studio. Oh, oh Lord! Awesome. Oh God! Anybody Where's would my like? Oh, anybody would like a fever like my whole family has? Oh God! Here's your here's your opportunity. I'm sorry. Hang on a second. I'll let you know ahead of time, so you'll know when you've got it. It starts with a sore throat. Then you get a oh, fever, and then it goes away. to your stomach. Don't, oh, I don't even want to look at you, which is odd. Immundo! Immundo! That means unclean. Unclean. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. The upside of the whole family being sick is everybody was in bed, and I was on the couch and watched the whole dang debate, which I probably otherwise wouldn't have seen. Mm. That's the upside of being that, sick. That's the upside? That's the upside. Wow. So it wasn't the debate that made you sick. It, it, it didn't help. <laughs> that might be the stomach part. It was just the throat and the fever, but uh, oh, yeah, you the got stomach the, part the, might be the uh, might be the debate. Got the triple crown. You know, all your Spanish speaking. I saw a tweet from Jonah Goldberg. It was basically all joking aside or criticism aside or whatever. It's a pretty important cultural moment that we ought to discuss. Yes, uh, what it means. Yeah. Um, I, the, uh, to me, the most astounding line of the night, the one that made me think, wow. I'm not sure how many people are going to agree with you, dude. When Julian Castro said, what great progress we've made that so many people are speaking Spanish up here. And I thought, what, wow. per, what percentage of Americans think that is progress? Wow. Well, is I even... thought that is a dividing line right there. There's a lot of people, and I'm thinking it might be over 50% who are really turned off by the whole Spanish speaking. Yeah. He sees it as progress, which I would love my follow-up would have been, if that's progress, what's the end point? Everybody's speaking Spanish or 50-50 or everybody's dual language? What's the Everybody's speaking 10 or 12 different languages. What would be the perfect sweet spot if this is a good thing and this is progress? No unity whatsoever. Everybody speaks their own language of their forebears. And as uh, many pundits point uh, out, you know, that's... If you have four bears, how many is enough? Uh, you know, there there are coastal elites who think it's just fantastic for a bunch of, in my mind, stupid freaking reasons. But um, how many of the people, Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina, where the first contests are, think it's just fantastic, all that Spanish speaking? I'd like to know. I'm sorry. Give me just a second. I was going to respond in Spanish. Um, and to your... Dios, odio las elitas costeras. God, I hate coastal elites. <laughs> <laughs> so does what's-his-name. Another problem MSNBC had by not putting their name on the podium or under their head. How stupid! I didn't know who anybody was who was talking. The I would whole think, point of the thing is there's so many guys up there, nobody knows who they are. Did you, nobody mention that to you in the weeks leading up that there was a bit of a name ID problem? Somebody'd make a great point, and I'd think, that's a good point. I want to remember that. I have no idea Sandy who that is. Sandy-haired guy <laughs> appears to be 50. <laughs> I have no idea who that guy is, but the one guy who who I think should be running as a Republican who said... Everybody in the country thinks we're coastal elites and are for all these giant programs, and we got to fix that. That that that's the guy. I I doubt he thinks speaking all that Spanish was a good thing for the party. Was that the fairly reasonable John Delaney? No, Jay Inslee. No, he the one wouldn't who have been Jay. Like a, a drill instructor in an after-school special, or did he look like the bald-headed guy from guy from Ohio? Who's the guy from Ohio? Oh, I thought it was Bill De Blasio who no, said no, that. No, no, what? no, yeah, no, no, no. no. I'm talking uh, to the guy from Ohio. Okay. Whatever, his name. Jim Johnson, Jim Ryan, Jim Johnson, Tim Ryan. All right, there. Hey, World War One. Take that thing off. This this conversation. That thing was doing. This conversation is an interesting point. Is, is a problem. Yeah. Anybody saying, I didn't like what he said or what she, I, I don't, but nobody knows the names. 
Right. Wow. Dudes, put the name on the podium. Or have it under their face all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No idea who was talking. Anyway, suppose we ought to introduce everybody. Then I might have to go get more medicine. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Well, Jack, I'm trying to uh, conserve on gas. Uh, I need Wait a second. Yeah, we did that. We did that. There's positive, Sean. Have you done that? No, no, no. Uh, I would like to let you guys know that for the first time ever, more electricity in the U.S. came from renewable sources such as solar, wind, than coal during the month of April. Nearly a quarter, 23% of energy came from renewable sources compared with 20% that came from coal, according to the Energy Information Administration. Seems like a notable uh, threshold to cross. I would agree. Yeah, I'm I'm pro that. Bueno. How could you be against renewable energy? It's just I'm against wildly unrealistic, irrational pie in the sky uh, announcements of, of goals. Anything and which will never happen. Anything which there was a lot of last night. Oh my God! There there were so many unicorns, invisible invisible unicorns flying through the air last night. As realism has been abandoned in this country. Here's Marshall Phillips, who does our news. How are you, Marshall? Gotta tell you, I'm feeling a little iffy myself this morning. Uh-oh. I, uh, He's a little uh, I did the Dem Debate drinking game. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Oh, boy. And I confess I had to stop early on if I wanted to make it in this morning. A lot of references to family histories, campaigns, personal outrage, and every time somebody spoke Spanish. Oh, and it boy. was the last one that did me in. Yeah, so late in the show we did the uh, campaign drinking game yeah. as come up by Matt Ty- Taibbi of the Rolling Stone, and it was snarky and funny and everything like that, but his last like punchline was anybody speak Spanish, take a drink. Yeah. And it's self-explanatory. Like, that would be way too much. That's way too over-the-top, right. pandering. You gotta take a drink for that. Even from the lefty Matt Tybee. Right. And, and there was a lot of Spanish, yeah. including Beto's first long answer. Then there was the long question Question and answer, which right. I had no idea what they were talking about. It might have been, should we have a designated hitter in the American League? I have no, <laughs> no idea. What no, no, it's the infield fly rule. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, we got we got more comment on that later. Um, seems like I had, oh, if you were if you're going to take a drink every time Joe Biden's name was mentioned, you would have been sober as a judge because his name was not mentioned one time yep. in two hours as the solid front runner in the race. That's that's really interesting. Joe um, Biden is a dummy. Uh, <laughs> La regla de volar dentro del campo. The infield fly rule. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, June 27th, year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show in English according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. And Mark. In fact, we would spare well, no expense to reunite the families a lot of that have been families. separated already. Congressman, and we would not criminally prosecute any family because you who is fleeing violence for the repeal and of persecution. Section 1325. We would make sure... Secretary, we let him finish, and I will give you... Let him finish. Let him sprung. Yes. There you go. That's fantastic. That's right the there. way to choose a candidate. Yeah, boy. So I guess the moderators just decided we're going to let you figure that out and either look like you're butting in or aggressive or whatever. Or submissive. Yeah, you've suggested that as a technique. Yeah. That was just two fellers who weren't backing down, spoke over each other, nobody understood a word, and we moved on with our lives. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know which is the better way to do it as a moderator, but uh, what are you? The- stretch. <laughs> shut up. He's talking. What are the let other him I always like, I liked it in the Republican <laughs> debates, too. I like it with, when two people with no chance at 1% in the polls are dominating the conversation, arguing with each other. Oh, yeah. That's just great for America. 
Two one percenters really going at it. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Uh, them debate round one. A lot of shots, answers in Spanish, and audio problems. Emergency relief for the overwhelmed border. Still iffy. And the proper way to charge your phone and save your battery. Oh, I want to know that if it works. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's good. It's fine. We have a reaction to the debate. We have, oh, a fabulous freedom-loving quote of the day. Uh, I may get it tattooed upon my bod. Wow. Um, among other things. Nice. Tattooed on your body. Where on your body? Yeah, I don't Maybe just all over it. Ankle, forehead. Just over it. Just, just start at the forehead and kind of go barber pole around the entire, right down to my ankles. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. On the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. O.J. Simpson tweeted about last night's debate. If you're looking for that analysis, oh have, boy, have that later. For I wasn't. You know, I was sitting there watching all those candidates, and I found myself wondering, what does O.J. Simpson think? That's hilarious. Oh, is in a way you, it is. Yeah. Did you read the comments below his tweet about it? I've heard oh, they're rough. Yeah. As most of them are. Yeah. The as, internet. As they should be. Guess what the internet did? It did what the internet does. <laughs> well, if a, if the internet is cruel to a six-year-old girl tap dancing, what does it do to a double murderer who escaped justice? Allegedly. Saca de Corios. Bueno. Wow. Uh, 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 uh. It's the bilingual Armstrong and Getty show. That's We're so hip. It's Armstrong E. Getty. We're no racists. We're no Americans. Tell you what, brother. Tell you what. Ah, here's the great Marcus Tullius Cicero. Mostly just called Cicero. A quote from him sent along by David. You know, Michael, I don't know the Spanish phrase, so I'll say this in English. Can you turn that music down a little bit? Thank you. A bureaucrat is the most despicable of men, though he is needed as vultures are needed. But one hardly admires vultures whom bureaucrats so strongly resemble. I've yet to meet a bureaucrat who is not petty, dull, almost witless, crafty or stupid, an oppressor or a thief, a holder of little authority in which he delights as a boy delights in possessing a vicious dog. Who can trust such creatures? True 2,000 years ago, true today. Man, I want to dig up Cicero and kiss him on his bony lips. So he's kind of indifferent about them, I guess? Yeah, exactly. Not, not real strong feelings one way or the Take other. Take him or leave him. That should be studied. We've talked about it for years. One of the great understudied areas of knowledge is bureaucracies and what they do to people. There ought to be a biology of bureaucracies, a study, where scientists approach it like they're studying a, a, a vicious beast or, or more likely a, a corrosive disease, how it develops and mutates. One minute, We're down to a minute. All right, moving swiftly. Jake in beautiful Tigard, Oregon, where my son used to live. Fun fact, if you laid all the Democratic presidential candidates end then, they'd wrap around the world eight and a half times. I didn't know that. Amy Klobuchar would be no help. She appears to be two and a half feet tall. She is, at, at best, in heels. Uh, William writes, those folks who think they're so chic speaking Spanish, most Spanish-speaking people think people like that are pandering and highly insulting. I, 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 I don't I, know that that's true. I hope it's true. I don't. We'll talk about that more later. Who, who's, who's that for? 
Paul in San Diego. I didn't last 30 seconds into last night's debate before I screamed, oh, shut up. That's How long did you guys last? I got a text from my brother at 6.04. I'm out. We're four <laughs> minutes past the debate in his time. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> uh, Dave says, I will not only drink a quart of moonshine if Kamala Harris brags she'd whore herself out to Willie Brown. I'll make it from scratch and deliver it to you guys. We'll drink together. Too oh, much. Dave, that's, oh, that's very cynical. That's right. There's two more hours tonight. I'd forgotten. What? what? No, no, no. Armstrong and Getty. Abortions in the trans community made it into the debate last night, which shows you it's a slightly different uh, uh, time we're living in than just a few years ago. And then I liked when Cory Booker sliced it even thinner with African-American trans people. And their and abortion how, And how he's in support of various things. There, I thought, man, that's a, that's a thin slice of America. Oh, you got their vote. I thought that one of the most notable... Uh, Comments on it was from the New York Times, their their tease that hit everybody's smartphones this morning. And I don't have the specific wording in front of me, but it, it was in effect. Uh, last night's debate makes clear how far the Democratic Party has veered left. And there were a couple of candidates on the stage that were trying to point that out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, if there's any good news to be taken from last night's debate, it's that the voices of reason, sanity... Um, and, and practicality are not dead in the Democratic Party. They're certainly being outshouted, but they're there. Well, I mean, people pointing out the math. Medicare for all will not work. It would be a financial disaster. That was, you know, at least given a little bit of respect. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the first Democratic debate of the 2020 election season is now in the books. The candidates taking the stage for the NBC debate, and 10 others will tangle tonight. NBC just becoming alerted to the debate a couple of minutes before it started and quickly trying to plug in microphones and get lights set up to be ready to go and just didn't quite get ready in time. They didn't see it come. Whoops. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren got the first question of the night, the state of the U.S. economy. When you've got a government, when you've got an economy that does great for those with money and isn't doing great for everyone else, that is corruption, pure and simple. We need to call it out, we need to attack it head on, and we need to make structural change in our government, in our economy, and in our country. You know, I'm willing to concede that uh, there's a certain amount of crony capitalism out there where the powerful get the laws written for them, and uh, Elizabeth Warren wants to empower the government even more, make it even bigger and more powerful, which will lead to much more crony capitalism. But having said that, the idea that a good economy should benefit everyone equally, which is what she said, is an absurdity. It's ridiculous. That's never been true on Earth anywhere. Joe Not likes, even in communism. Joe likes to analyze the policies, which is probably more important. I'm all about the, uh, the, the, the horse race, who's up and who's down. She went in clearly the, the top-tier candidate of that crowd, got to restate her platform. Nobody went after her on any level. She came out of there, got to be happier and happier. Well, that's because she insisted that the horse race be bareback, as is the practice of her people. <laughs> But I think she couldn't be happier with the way things turned out. She got to repeat her stump speech that is her thing, and uh, and nobody went after her or anything. So I walk out of here a winner. Uh, Excuse me. Los caballos están en la pista. No, horses are on the track. Back to you, Marshall. What percentage of the candidates on stage speak Spanish? So which ones were like me? 
I have no freaking idea what you're talking about. And how many candidates None. thought, oh, geez, do you need to speak Spanish? Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't let speak me, Spanish. Let me think. Do I know any Spanish phrases? Uh, hasta la vista. Dos equis. I like. I can't remember. Was it uh, Fallon or Colbert or one of your late night funny guys said Beto apparently is running for embarrassing dad at Mexican restaurant. <laughs> oh, which I good joke. Great. <laughs> All the candidates were united when it came to slamming the Trump administration's immigration policies. The former housing secretary, Julian Castro, said the pictures of a dead migrant father and daughter who died in the Rio Grande while they were trying to get in the U.S. would drive him to change the Trump administration's immigration policies. Watching that image of of Oscar and his daughter Valeria uh, is heartbreaking. It should also piss us all off. Senator Cory Booker saying... Yeah, it should piss us all off that our laws are so hypocritical and, and, and unenforced that people get the message over and over again that, yeah, pay a bunch of money to the worst people on earth, the cartels. They will sneak you into the U.S., which does not enforce its own laws. And and people come by the hundreds of thousands. That is ridiculous. Senator Cory Booker saying the Trump immigration policies are prompting fear in communities across the U.S. On day one... I will make sure that, number one, we end the ICE policies and the customs and border policies that are violating the human rights. When people come to their, this country, they do not leave their human rights at the border. Then Beto O'Rourke, Booker, and Castro all started answering questions in Spanish. Cada votante necesitamos la representación y cada voz necesitamos escuchar. Pues la situación ahora es inaceptable. Este presidente ha atacado. Uh, me llamo Julián Castro y estoy postulando por presidente de los Estados Unidos. And I, will never, I will never, under any circumstances, vote for a candidate who speaks Spanish on the stage. Ever. Castro. Ever, ever, ever. And I'll bet, I'll bet there's 40% of people that agree with me it could be higher than that in America. Yeah. Now, they're not running for winning the presidency right now they're running for winning the democratic nomination yeah. which is a yeah. different thing hey you remember but, but george w a, started that oh i hate that too i, I hated that too yeah. it's such a load of crap it's same it drives me crazy same re- reason when they did it on sesame street who's it for who's it for that mythical beast out there who who, who speaks only one language, but I, I don't even know who But as a citizen and votes. Because if you only speak English, you didn't get it. If you only speak Spanish, why are you there? If you speak both, you don't need it. Right. Well, what's it who's it for? It's, it's pandering. It's completely 100% pandering. It has no practical benefit. Right. And it is a signal Great that... point. And then it's a signal that I think... Dual language societies are a good idea. There's no evidence throughout the history of the world that that's true. Zero. That's always bad. Hobbling glasses, burros. Speak English, jackasses. Julian Castro making his closing statement this way. Me llamo Julian Castro y estoy postulando por presidente de los Estados Unidos. The very fact that I can say that tonight shows the progress that we have made in this country. That's progress? How is it progress that we allowed immigration to be so rampant and an assimilation so bad that we're now a multilingual society? How is that progress? I guarantee you most people don't think that's progress. I really don't think so. I'd like to see some polling on that. I'm going to change gears very dramatically here because I want to bring you up to date on how you charge your phone and how it really matters. Excellent. Researchers from the University of Warwick found that 
If you use inductive charging, you risk killing your phone if it has a typical uh, set of lithium-ion batteries. I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, what's it, inductive charging? It's when you simply set your phone down on a charging base of some kind without plugging anything in. Okay, I've never done that. Researchers found... And my battery sucks, and I've never done it. So res- it'd be worse if I did that? Yeah. It's hard to imagine. Yeah, researchers found that the uh, issue with this type of charging is how much heat gets generated, which degrades the battery over time. The take-home message is if you want your phone to live a long life, plug it in to charge it. Don't, mm. don't try the other way. Yeah, I tell you what. When I first got my new phone, it, the, the battery lasted two days easily. You know, now I'm down to one day. Within about six months, it's going to be like that <laughs> rubber band you used to wind up with, with yeah. a little airplane with the propeller. It gives you power for about uh, three seconds. I got my phone plugged in here. I run down the stairs to the elevator, get right. to my car. It dies before I get to my car. Then right. I plug it back in again. You really have to start wearing a battery backpack. <laughs> yes. Just plug or, or pull that. a generator behind you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. My screaming about the policy of speaking Spanish aside, I think uh, old Julian Castro had a fantastic night last night for him. I think he looked like he was a top-tier candidate, whether it ever shows up in the polls or not. He was the most searched-on person in all social media. He got he got the most activity, the most juice out of the thing yeah. last night. Well, if he were ever elected, and this is ironic, I would move to El Salvador, I think, to, <laughs> to escape wow. his clutches. Uh, but I will tell you this, on paper he looks great. I mean, he's Hispanic, which is hot, because it's all about your color in now post-racial America. Everybody's a racist. Uh, secondly... He, he was a mayor of a good-sized city, so he has administrative experience. He has federal experience. He was the, the housing and human services guy. Um, and, this, you know, so he looks pretty good on paper. He, he hasn't gotten much uh, air no, he had, thus far. He was good last night. And so I, uh, if you're a communist, I got lots I could say about this guy. I suppose I got to depend on where I want to say all this stuff. Uh, and I don't know what point I just fall over from my, uh, from my illness, but... Unclean! Unclean! I know we should probably take it. Why he went after Beto the way he did? Because I was thinking, what is it with two one percenters screaming at each other for 15 minutes? Who, who's getting something out of this? I wouldn't think the Democratic Party wants it. I wouldn't think the moderators want it. I wouldn't think the audience. Hey, those two one percenters really are going at it. But there's a reason he went after Beto. Every time Beto said something, Julian Castro went after him. Senoras, so, I know, so I now know why. Senoras... I realize going after Beto will do me no good, but he is so very douchey. I feel like I must. That was what was going on in his mind. <laughs> uh, there's actually a reason, and there's plenty to talk about. I'd like to hear what you think. Uh, the, the text line is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. Who was the most Googled candidate from oh, last night? Yeah. And I'll tell you exactly why that happened. Yes. It's pretty obvious. Yes, policies. Yeah. <laughs> policies. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> Towns are burning, our fields are flooding, Miami is is inundated. And we have to understand, this is a climate crisis, an emergency. It's uh, very nice where I am right that, now, so I'm not worried. That's the guy whose number one issue is climate change, which which is interesting, and I think there's a big chunk of that 
the Democratic Party that it would agree with him. That should be the number one priority for the whole country. That would be the ridiculous Jay Inslee of Washington State, I believe. Huh? The one who most likely looks like your high school football coach. <laughs> he does, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. And uh, he got the biggest applause of the night. We'll play their all their closing. Uh, was it the closing comments? No, it was the what's the biggest threat to yep. America? And people went with nuclear proliferation in Iran and China. And he just said Donald Trump and got Yay! the and got the biggest cheers. And you know why he got the biggest cheers is because like nobody mentioned Trump for two mm. hours, and you had a crowd full of people who just want to tear into Donald Trump and badmouth him and laugh at jokes at his expense and that sort of stuff. Right. And nobody gave him that. Yeah. Which I thought Gotta was interesting tonight with uh, old Joe Biden because that's his whole deal is I can beat Trump so oh, what he'll be bringing up Trump. Do you think it was? Oh, just... hey now, personal invective, really? These people in theory are smarter about it than I am. Although you brought us recently the information that regular people very often are better at figuring things out than so-called experts. Right? Did the experts on purpose decide we won't go after the front runners and we won't go after the president? Uh, you know, I heard some reasonable analysis that said it just it wouldn't. It wouldn't separate you from the herd in a way that is useful to you as a candidate. For the front runner or the president? Uh, either way. Either one? You've got to say, this is me and here I am. Because this is the first, in, this is the first introduction, which is redundant, uh, to many, many voters who don't follow this stuff so very that, closely. So that being the biggest applause line, you don't think that helped him any? Having the biggest applause line? It just was. I don't think it hurt. I think they need to ban live audiences from all these oh, things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would love that. I would agree. Absolutely with that. love it. And they've uh, they abandoned live mic- mics for a good five minutes there too, which is a good one. <laughs> that was so, innovative. So we got to pay off a couple of teases. Yeah, there was a major technical snafu. We'll have to play that for you. Later. <laughs> Made me uncomfortable, and I wasn't in charge. So mo- the most Googled person uh, was Tulsi Gabbard, and I got to believe that's mostly people thought, "Oh, she's hot," and would. We're doing image searches. I don't I know that, that it's that mostly that she's really, really attractive. I mean, really attractive. I just, I just know how the internet works. And... Yes, you do. Uh, but she is absolutely. She also is an unknown. She's a one percenter, uh, which is it's fun that that term is now being used for like non non significant candidates. But uh, she's a one percenter, but she's very, very smart. And very articulate. And so I'll bet there was a fair amount of, wow, who is this gal? And by the way, she's super hot. And I hear she's from Hawaii. I wonder if there are swimsuit pictures. And there are, fellas. There are. Really? <laughs> yes. Mm, I didn't yeah, she's actually, a surfer. I didn't actually search her. She's an actual surfer. You know, if you wanted to, we have time this segment after I pay off another tease. We could play, I thought, one of the best exchanges of the night from a policy standpoint, and I'm not usually even looking for that, uh-huh. is when she got into it with uh, the guy from Ohio. Tim Ryan. About whether or not we should be in Afghanistan. The guy who most looks like your high school girlfriend's dad. <laughs> Right, that's right. good. Also, good description. Yeah. Oh, I got it. I got stuff for all of them. Let's so, go. We, listen, we, we. Uh, Tulsi uh, was the most Googled candidate in what looks to be about thirty-seven states or so. Uh, that's a guess. Cory Booker in second place, including all of the South, the Southeast. Um, not to mention some of your Great Lake states and a little in the Northeast, which is interesting. Elizabeth Warren, most Googled in uh, Oklahoma, which is where she's from, probably because she mentioned. I'm from Oklahoma. And Oklahoma said, what, she is? I thought she was some sort of Harvard Northeasterner. And so Googled her. Yep, she she is, honey. <laughs> so this Ryan guy from Ohio who was trying to be um, uh, bring the party back toward the, the working class industrial Midwest, which is what mm-hmm. the base of the Democratic Party has been for years, 
he talked about that a lot, but he got into the situation in Afghanistan and the war and that sort of stuff. And I thought this was one of the most interesting, substantive conversations of the night. Is Engagement that what you will tell the parents of those two soldiers who were just killed in Afghanistan? Well, we just have to be engaged. As a soldier, I will tell you, that answer is unacceptable. We have to bring our troops home from Afghanistan. We are in a place in Afghanistan where we have lost so many lives. We've spent so much money, money that's coming out of every one of our pockets, money that should be going into communities here at home, meeting the needs of the people here at home. We are no better off in Afghanistan today than we were when this war began. This is why it's so important to have a president and commander in chief who knows the cost of war and who's ready to do the job on day one. I am ready to do that job when I walk into the Oval Office. Thank you very much. Listen, I'm gonna go down the line. I'm gonna go down the I'm gonna go down the line. I'm gonna go down the line here. Well, you know what? You felt you felt like she was responding. You get 30 seconds. Very good man. Fair enough. I appreciate that. I hear what you're saying. I would just say I don't want to be I don't want to be engaged. I wish we were spending all this money in places that I've represented that have been completely forgotten and we were rebuilding. But the reality of it is if the United States isn't engaged, the Taliban will grow and they will have bigger bolder terrorist acts. We have got to have some present there. As, the as the Taliban was Iraq. there long before we came in. They'll yeah, be and they there were, long yeah, before exactly. we leave. Well, we cannot keep U.S. And troops they were deployed flying. to Afghanistan thinking that we're going to somehow squash this Taliban that I didn't has been say, there that I didn't every say other country that's them. trying I didn't say to squash them. When we weren't in there, they started flying planes into our buildings. So I'm just saying right now, the we Taliban have Taliban didn't attack us on 9-11. Al-Qaeda did. Well, I understand. I understand. I, I understand. That's why I and so I many other people joined the military to go I after Al Qaeda, not the Taliban. the Taliban. And we jumped into the middle of that conversation a little bit because he had started in with the we need to, you know, some people want to get out of the Middle East and we need to stay engaged and keep our troops there long term. And that's when she jumped in. Mm. Uh, with the, uh, what are you going to tell the parents they're fighting for? I agree with her. I agree. It's going to be the same if we left five years ago as if we leave in five years. But uh, I thought that was an interesting exchange within the Democratic Party. And Trump's more on her side. Yes. At least, well, yeah. And so you said publicly. She got a split in both parties because you got Lindsey Graham uh, more with Ryan. We need to stay everywhere all the time. Mm -hmm. Make sure this doesn't happen. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's an interesting political issue. She's not afraid to jump into it either. Right. I, I like that. That was people arguing about policy. That was terrific. And, and it was real policy. What bothers me, and it just it bothers me about so many of so much of our politics these days, especially on the left, is the utter lack of realism. And I know I keep coming back to this, but a lot of the plans Elizabeth Warren is touting will not work, cannot work. The math isn't even close to working. It is just an out and out fraud. What she says will work, you know, whether it's Medicare for all or what have you. Oh, boy, was Craig, the uh, healthcare guru on fire last night on the text line. We'll share some of the things he uh, he mentioned during the healthcare section of the debate um, in which outright lies were told. Not like Donald Trump. This will be the best trade agreement ever lies. You know, everybody knows he's just being a carnival barker, but uh, just stating that which is false. So. So you, to that eventually. so you know how when you watch uh, sports and a good color commentator can explain what's going on, and it's more interesting because you think, oh, okay, because I'm an average fan. I don't know what the, why the guy ran over there. He ran over there because of this reason. They right. explain yeah. it. Yeah. I wondered last night, why Why is Julian Castro beating the hell out of Beto? Did Beto hit on his wife or, you know, what, uh, what happened there? 
And I saw Newt Gingrich this morning explaining he's trying to drive Beto out of the race because there's really only room for one guy getting the Texas money. They're both from Texas. Ah, and, and the Hispanic panderer money as well. Right, and and he, he gets Beto out of the race, and all of a sudden he's the Texas candidate, and a, and a ton of money comes his direction. So he's focused on Beto. So what you're asking is, ¿Por qué el hombre el curio Ali? Why did the man run over there while you're watching sports? <laughs> as I attempt to pander to the Spanish, the exclusively Spanish-speaking Armstrong and Getty audience. You know, this is radio. We, the listeners don't have subtitles. You'll they can't follow along. I, Jose, am on your side. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqui.com. Made for women by women.